Hi, this is Lyndon Wall from Refresh Ministries. Welcome to our Quick Tips for Christian Ministry podcast. Today I'm going to talk about three ways to help your pastors succeed. This is targeting people who might be in Christian leadership, who are giving oversight to an area of their church, and you have an opportunity to make a difference in your pastor's life. And I'm going to give you uh, three ways in this podcast and an additional five ways in my next podcast about helping your pastors succeed. And so my first tip for you is simply this. Free your pastor to use his or her strongest gifts. Every pastor has their own unique gift mix that God has seen fit to give them. Some are stronger in preaching and less inclined to one-on-one ministry. Some are good at visitation and one-to-one caring, but less effective in speaking. Some pastors are good at administration, others are not. Free your pastor to excel in the strengths God has given to him or her. This will maximize their impact and free them to serve more joyfully. It is very easy for us to form in our mind what the ideal pastor looks like. We often formulate these ideas from pastors we know who have impact ministry or who have a powerful ministry culturally. It's important to realize that most pastors are not good at everything. And having a clear understanding of your pastor at the time of hiring will help you avoid unrealistic expectations. And so as you encourage them to serve in the areas that God has equipped them to serve, they will be more effective and more joyful and more successful. Number two, alert your pastor to evidence of God's ongoing work. Pastoral ministry can be very discouraging and draining, and often pastors feel like they are forever having to drag their congregation forward into the purposes of God. Too often, pastors only hear what is wrong with the church rather than what is right. Too often, it seems to them like God is doing very little, if anything at all, and this becomes an exhausting burden. The reality is that often the church we attend has what we see as significant deficiencies, and this has a way of discouraging us and breeding negativity. How can we serve enthusiastically in such a context? Well, the scripture gives us the answer in 1 Corinthians 1, 4, and 5, and in this text, the apostle Paul is writing to a church with many grievous deficiencies. The people of Corinth are getting drunk at communion, suing one another, having wild and controlled worship services, tolerating gross sexual sin. These were, and those weren't all the problems, yet Paul stays positive about the church. He thanks God for them and the grace that they have been enriched with in Christ. And by this, Paul is referring to the evidences of the Holy Spirit among them, in particular, the spiritual gifts that they've been given. And this evidence gives him reason for praise and optimism. So if you are having a hard time being enthusiastic about your church, look for evidence of grace, or in other words, signs of the Holy Spirit's activity. Take time to mention these things to your pastor. Mention how you appreciate the gifted ministry of leaders or teachers in your church. Tell of indications of the fruit of the Spirit you see in the congregation, the acts of love, the kindness and sacrifice. You may not realize how energizing this is for a pastor and what enthusiasm it builds in his or her heart. Mention to him or her what you see God doing in the lives of people. These words will not only show your enthusiasm, but fire enthusiasm and hope in the heart of your pastor. 
The third tip is this, provide significant opportunities for rejuvenation. One of the marks of Jesus' ministry was that he took significant steps to rejuvenate his own soul. He sent the crowds and even the disciples away to spend extended amounts of time in the Father's presence. Even Jesus needed to care for and refresh his soul. And if he needed it, how much more do we and our pastors need to make such space in our lives? One of the best stories I heard about this was a pastor whose church sent him away to retreat for a week for the purpose of rest and study. He arrived at the retreat center at 4 p.m. on Sunday and decided to take a brief nap. He awoke to discover it was now 8 p.m. the following day. He had slept for 28 hours and had a great need to to, uh, just recover physically from all his exhausted work. However, after the week of study and prayer, the congregation found his preaching and work so dramatically invigorated, they decided to give him a week two times a year for such a purpose. Eventually, it became three times a year. This story tells me that we often underestimate the need and blessing of rejuvenation for our pastors. Every church and pastor should should seriously consider what can work in their context to make sure this takes place. At the very least, give your pastor permission to have a guilt-free weekly day off. This is a biblical principle. Some churches provide a time of sabbatical after six or seven years. Whatever your church decides, make sure your pastor has the freedom to have extended times of prayer and study and rejuvenation that they can enjoy guilt free. Well, those are some tips for encouraging your pastors and helping them be successful. I will come back in my next podcast and share another uh, five tips about this, but God bless you as you serve. Bye for now.